Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Royal author Christopher Anderson gives us his take on all the latest royal news, including what the royals think about Harry's upcoming book as he guest hosts this week's episode. I have to wait and see where they go with this, but I, I, I am almost certain that uh, they won't like this book. Plus, Meghan Markle faces deal or no deal backlash as she gets candid in a variety interview. Oh, I think they pay attention, and I think uh, as far as uh, Charles is concerned specifically, you know, he feels betrayed. And King Charles is set to sell the Queen's racehorses as the crown faces backlash. You know, I, I just feel, you know, Dame Judy, get off your high horse, you know? I mean, come on. Uh, this is uh, fictionalized. Uh, it, it, it doesn't claim to be uh, history. We've got that plus so much more in today's Royally Us. Hello to our fellow royal lovers and welcome to Royally Us. I'm Christina and I'm so excited because we have a very, very special co-host this week, our friend and royal author, Christopher Anderson. Hi, Christopher. How are you? Thank you for having me. I'm great. I'm so excited to run down all of the biggest stories of the week, but you have some very exciting news. You have a brand new book coming out in just a couple of weeks, The King. Tell us a little bit about it. <laughs> Well, I mean, it is the first full and uh, unsparing biography of uh, King Charles III. And I've been working to tell you about the way it, would, it came to be. I've been working on it for five years. And of course, everything hinged on whether the queen would abdicate or pass away. And I just happened to have been on a boat in the middle of the Baltic <laughs> Sea when she passed away, unfortunately. But I, uh, we, we talked during that period. And, uh, but there's a lot in, in the book, a lot of new material. And uh, I think people will be pretty surprised at what's in there. Yes, definitely. I read it and it is, uh, it's a great read and it's fantastic. You learn so much and um, just a teaser for, we're going to talk more in depth about the book on next week's show. So make sure everybody definitely tune in for that. But for this week, Christopher is going to help us run down all of our biggest stories of the week. And there's actually a lot of news on King Charles. He met with the brand new prime minister um, just uh, today, which is uh, of course, uh, big news going on over in the UK. And there's also been some news that they are selling 14 of Queen Elizabeth's race horses that were left to him. Um, they say that this is nothing really out of the ordinary. Every year they sell the horses, but this is, you know, a bit surprising to people. So how do you think King Charles has been doing so far in just the few weeks that he has been king? Obviously, a lot of changes going on. Well, first of all, he's got to meet, you know, the, the new prime minister has got to meet him. And it's called, you know, kissing the hands is the phrase. No actual hand kissing goes on, but the a new prime minister, uh, you know, presents his credentials to the uh, the king and and the king then 
formally asked him to form a government. So that'll be interesting to see. Uh, a lot of turmoil politically in Great Britain. The racehorses are indicative, I think, of, of Charles's desire to really start streamlining the monarchy. And it's interesting because it's very symbolic. You know, the Queen's one passion was horse racing. It's, it's the sport of kings, after all, uh, and queens. Uh, and the other person who was really interested in horse racing uh, in her circle was Camilla. Charles never caught him to it. He, you know, he was more of a polo guy, uh, even though he did try his hand at being a jockey in 1980. It didn't work out. But, um, you know, it's, it costs a lot of money, these racehorses. They have, there are 50 of them in, in uh, the Queen's stables, now the King's stables. And uh, it looks like uh, 15 of them are going to be sold off to try and reduce this million. I think it's, uh, they're operating at a loss of, uh, annually of one million pounds. And it doesn't look good when the British economy is failing as it is. So uh, this is a cost-cutting measure. Camilla is an avid horsewoman. She just kind of stayed in the background during the Queen's reign because she didn't want to look like she was interfering with the Queen's thing. But now she can step forward. And it's interesting to see what, what she'll be doing. Definitely. Yeah. Interesting that they are streamlining the monarchy in all different ways, including the racehorses. Um, very interesting. So this was a, a, a nice story. So King Charles and Queen Camilla are celebrating milestone birthdays by sending cards for people that are celebrating their 100th and 105th birthdays across the UK. So thousands of birthday cards have been sent out from Buckingham Palace each year. This has been a tradition that has been going on for quite some time, but that's not the only thing that is in the mail. Um, King Charles is also thanking the public for their sympathies shared um, following the death of Queen Elizabeth. He wrote in a card saying, it was so very kind of you to send me such a wonderfully generous message following the death of my beloved mother. Your most thoughtful words are enormously comforting, and I cannot tell you how deeply they are appreciated at this time of immense sorrow. He also shared a vintage photo of himself and his mother at Balmoral Castle back in uh, 1952. Um, so yeah, I mean, very nice for them to you know take the time, you know, send out some cards and some well wishes to people celebrating some milestone birthdays. Right, well, I think it's one, is it 1.3 or 1.6 million? Anyway, it's a lot of cards. Yes. Uh, you know, this tradition started with George V in 1917. Mm -hmm. How many people lived to be 100 in 1917? Right. Not very many, you know. He could actually sign the cards. I mean, this is a part of the palace machinery, you know, uh, doing it. Obviously, they're not signing, you know, over a million cards. But uh, it's important, I think, because the people who reach these milestones, this is his, uh, you know, the monarchy's, um, you know, this is their uh, constituency, as it were. You know, this is their base of, of support among the older population. So it's a smart, I think it's a smart move. And, and also, it, I'm sure that the, the uh, king was uh, heartened by the degree of, you know, global outpouring of emotion for his mother, because not only is it a personal loss for him, but it's something that really it, it shows what the monarchy means to, uh, you know, the world, really. And um, and it's a good sign for him that you know, people are at least at this stage rooting for him. Now, I, I'm sure as time goes on, um, you know, he's going to have some hurdles to, to go over. But 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 I, I'm absolutely certain those are heartfelt uh, messages he's sending out to the, to the public. Oh, definitely. Well, I'd love to get your take on this because Meghan Markle has, of course, been making waves um, recently with some interviews that she's been doing, especially one with Variety, where she discussed everything from her Netflix documentary to her thoughts on the late queen. So what really stood out to you in this? You know, she said that, you know, following the queen's death, it was a complicated time for her. What do you think she meant by that? Well, you, of course, 
Well, you know, you remember those early photographs of the of the Queen with Meghan when she was they they took this their first uh, official tour together, mm-hmm. uh, and and Meghan accompanied the Queen on the royal train to Northwest England, and they were laughing, they were having a great time sharing stories, and it looked like they were really there was a bond between them that was quite mm-hmm. quite remarkable, and um, I'm sure she's hearkening back to those moments now. You know, fast forward to the last couple of years, and you know, no one caused more trouble for the monarchy, you know, frankly, than than Meghan. So, you know, she said in a couple of these interviews uh, that, um, that she pointed out that when Meghan Markle did that when she was 17 in her high school yearbook, somebody sent her her high school yearbook, and she looked at the quote that she chose to go with her photograph, and it was from Eleanor Roosevelt, and it said, "You know, women don't realize are like tea bags; they don't realize how strong they are until they're in hot water." Mm-hmm. You know. And it's a, it's a, it was a prescient comment because Megan was in a perfect position uh, and uh, has since found herself in a lot of hot water for the things she's, she's said. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, look, I, uh, she's a complicated person, and uh, we'll just see what the future holds for, for Harry and, and the rest of the royal family. I mean, I, 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 this is something Charles wants to mend, but you know, we're looking forward to the book that's going to come out uh, apparently in early uh, early next year. and. There can only be bombshells in that book. I mean, it's not. There's no way to avoid the fact that it's going to rub uh, the king the wrong way. Let's see how that pans out. Do you think uh, would there have been some reports out there that there has been some rework of the book, some re-edits um, following the queen's passing? Maybe some olive branches have been extended. Have you heard anything about that? And do you think that's true? Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Well, I think uh, that might have been the intention, but, you know, they were uh, the, the king's decision to initially uh, not permit Harry to wear his uniform during the funeral. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the fact that at times it seemed as if the, the, the Harry and Meghan were being shoved in the background and even shunned, that did a lot of damage, I think. So I have to wait and see where they go with this. But I, I, I am almost certain that uh, they won't like this book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know what Charles will do about it. He can be. Uh, you know, he's like his uh, mother when it comes to the monarchy. He's uh, he's tough. Yeah. Do you feel like Harry maybe after everything wants to mend this relationship, but now he's kind of in too deep with this book and he has no choice but to put it out there? I do, because the Netflix deal, I mean, they've set up a new life for themselves as, you know, philanthropists and, and kind of uh, communications moguls with the Spotify deal, the Netflix deal, all this other going on. And so they really, their hands are tied, I think, to some extent. I mean, I, I'm sure they want to tell the, the full and true story. And, and let's face it, it's not necessarily a pretty one, you know. 
Yeah. What do you think the royal family thinks of Megan's recent interviews and things like that? Do you think that they pay attention anymore? Or do you think like, oh, it's just another week, another Megan interview? Oh, I think they pay attention. And I think uh, as far as the, Charles is concerned specifically, you know, he feels betrayed. I mean, here was, if you remember the wedding and how Charles took uh, Doria Ragland and, uh, you know, uh, um, Megan's mom to sign the guest book and, and uh, walked Megan up the last half of the aisle. I mean, he really was very fond of her. And I think uh, he's somewhat bewildered. Uh, you know, the queen was the queen was used to handling this kind of thing. I don't think it threw her as much as it has thrown a Charles, and understandably so, because this is his son and the daughter-in-law who are, you know, who kind of uh, said some pretty uh, hurtful things. Um, and but but uh, conceivably, justifiably so. You know. Yeah. Definitely. Well, Megan's also been receiving some backlash over, over the things that she said about this, her, about her time on Deal or No Deal, saying that she was treated like a bimbo. Well, a former model on the show, uh, Claudia Jordan, said that they, you know, they got so many opportunities from this show. It's pretty much if you show up and you engage and you, uh, it opens up a lot of doors. You know, it kind of like echoes maybe back to, you know, during her CBS Tell All interview a few years back, where she maybe elaborates the truth a little bit. Um, did you kind of? get that um vibe from this statement that she made i think she's kind of you know playing to her audience i mean uh you know in the wake of me too and everything else i suppose it's a reevaluation of how these, mm -hmm. these work but look she was 25 this was her first at the, at the time of deal or no deal we all watched that show it was great and if you remember those uh, models were not you know the the the, the, suit, the briefcase girls uh we know whatever they called them they, they were they were treated with some degree of respect that they you know they had comments to make and it was a, it was a fun show mm -hmm. and uh, i think uh, it was her first big break and believe me i'm sure she did everything you know moved heaven and earth to get that that break and uh, if anything i think she should be it does make her look like something of an ingrate let's be honest right yeah no it definitely it opened up a lot of doors i mean absolutely yeah and, and the notion that she doesn't want to act anymore i find fascinating i mean mm -hmm. Of course, you know, now she's in a position to be to really uh, uh, make a kind of I mean, Harry has given her the biggest megaphone in the world or one of the biggest. She, she plans on making use of it. So that that does make sense. I suppose that she yeah. does not choose to go back to acting at any time. But she said she said in one of these interviews, she would not do that. Right. Yeah, that was very interesting. But, you know, doesn't mean that she's not going to be putting a lot out there. Like we said, she has that documentary coming out and, you know, it's uh, you know, she pretty much says, like, I'm handing over my story to somebody else to tell this story and we're ready to go. Right. Right. No, they're, they're willing to to make a splash. That's yeah. That. Definitely. Well, something else that is going to be making a splash. Let's spill some royalty about um, The Crown. Season five trailer was just released and they actually um, decided to put a disclaimer in front of the, the trailer after much um, outrage, including coming from Judy Dench. It states, inspired by real events, the fictional dramatization tells the story of Queen Elizabeth II and the political and personal events that shaped her reign. It's a new decade and the royal family are facing what may be their biggest challenge yet, proving their continued... Uh, relevance in 90s Britain as Diana and Charles wage a media war cracks begin to splinter in the Royal Foundation. Um, production of season six has also uh, begun and they said that it will not portray Princess Diana's fatal car crash. Um, what are what are your thoughts on, you know, do you feel that this was the right move to put this disclaimer in front of the trailer? Because a lot of people maybe take this show as fact. Yeah, well, you know, it's, it is kind of a standard disclaimer. I mean, a lot of these shows say that when it's based on real actual events and that sort of thing. So it's, but they're making the point 
No, I, I just feel, you know, Dame Judy, get off your high horse, you know? I mean, come on. Uh, this is uh, fictionalized. Uh, you know, it's, it's, they don't, it doesn't claim to be a history or a documentary. It is uh, a, a dramatization of events. Um, and, you know, look, Camilla has met the actress who plays her and complimented her on her performance. She obviously watches the show. Harry says he watches the show and kind of likes it. Uh, we know that Charles and the Queen watched the show. So uh, I, I think they're you know, used to uh, you know, looking at depictions of themselves in the popular media and they can handle it. Uh, when John Major spoke up, I had to laugh because I'm, am I the only one who remembers that the prime minister was caught in a huge scandal about having an extramarital affair with one of his own ministers. So, you know, uh, maybe that's, I don't know, maybe that's what the concern here is. That, that, might, that might work its way into the, into the, uh, into the show. But uh, look, it wasn't a good, it wasn't a particularly uh, calm time. What they're depicting here is a time of a very tumultuous period in the history of the monarchy. Charles was not behaving well. <laughs> no, he was cheating on uh, his wife with his mistress. Uh, she was reacting in a very, uh, you know, kind of flamboyant way. Uh, you know, Diana was, had, had a number of, of, of affairs. And um, the scandals were just on a weekly basis. This is the most sensational time in the history of the monarchy. And I think, um, in a sense, it's what saves the monarchy. Because I can go all the way back, you know, to, 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 20, to the um, uh, 25th anniversary of the uh, the Queen on the throne. I covered that with a Silver Jubilee in 1977. And I remember the, the royal family walking in, and yes, they were like waxworks figures. I mean, we all knew who they were, but they were a little dull and stuffy. Mm -hmm. This is before Diana came into the picture. She caught, you know, she kind of brought that, that relationship and kind of brought the monarchy to the, to the brink, but in a sense, it made it much more fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and kind of, you know, Charles's reaction to Diana's death really did save it. So. I think it's uh, this is the time they're they're writing about the walk up to, to Diana's death is going to be, uh, you know, the subject of the uh, the next season of The Crown. It's going to be interesting, and I'm sure a lot of people are going to be tuning in. Definitely. Um, well, before we wrap up, we have to check in on our pint-sized palace. And during one of these interviews, Megan did get some insight into what Archie and Lily are into. They're into the magic school bus, octonauts, and she said this was interesting. They said she said that if they wanted to get into the entertainment industry, that she would be totally behind them. She said it would be great. She said good luck. There are so many people that will talk about what opened the door for uh, for my children, but it still takes talent and a lot of grit and we're creating a multi-dimensional interesting kind creative people that's who our kids are interesting that you think that she would encourage them or um support them going into the entertainment industry well we'll see what happens I mean, right <laughs> it's easy to say when they're this age right of uh, course I mean, but i mean uh, you know the, the actually the knee-jerk reaction you're right for most uh, successful actors and actresses oh as i never want my kid to go through what i've had to in the entertainment business <laughs> Right now, she's. I, I think right now, the fact that they have a choice at all is a great thing because had they remained in London and had you know uh, she embraced completely the role of uh, of Harry's uh, spouse and, and just done her job as a royal, uh, they wouldn't have so many opportunities. So I think they'll be able to in this country. It's going to be so Americanized that I think they're going to be able to make their own choices. 
Definitely. It'll be interesting to see what happens with them. Well, Christopher, thank you so much for running down all things Royals with me this week. It's been an absolute pleasure having you as my co-host. Thank you. I enjoyed it. Definitely. And tell everybody, I know we're going to have a full conversation about the King next week, but please tell everybody when it's available so they can pre-order now. It's in uh, the the King, uh, the Life of Charles III is available right now to be pre-ordered. So I I urge everybody to do that. (laughs) Definitely. Christopher, thank you so much. Thank you.